Hello and welcome to Working From Wisdom. And in this episode of the podcast, I am joined by Danny Cobbin, all the way from Texas. And Danny is a super coach in that he is a graduate of the Super Coach Academy with Michael Neal. And we had a lovely conversation around the power and humility that comes from seeing our thinking and be able to be present with it without the need for self-judgment. And Danny had, you know, a really big insight around that in that 95% of where the magic happens is in simply noticing. And we also looked at the power of presence and how we can be more present just moment to moment on any given day. And Danny is, he's on a mission to enjoy life and allow work and life to flow from a place of joy. He's also a father of twins. And if you would like to get in contact with him, I will have all of his details in the comments section. Danny, welcome to my podcast. I'm delighted to have you all the way from Texas. Well, thank you, Tracy. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. So to kick things off, Danny, um, as this podcast is called Working From Wisdom, I would love to hear what that means. What shows up for you when you hear that phrase? Working from wisdom. Hmm. Yeah. Interestingly enough, I was in like a coaching session yesterday and I told my wife, I was like, I'm going to create content for the week so that I don't have to worry about it. Didn't create the content, by the way. Uh, but what was interesting is, is all day I would like find these little wisdom nuggets. And one that I found um, that, that has to do with what you just, just really sparked what you just said was if your coach is not teaching you about life being your greatest teacher, that coach is probably trash <laughs> because what I'm seeing is, is wisdom and, and creativity and all of those, those crazy ideas that we have that we can, we can do in our dreams. That stuff happens every single day in every moment. And if we can just we'll slow down, enough to notice that wow that that to me is what wisdom is all about hmm. yeah and I liked what you said about you know life being your teacher and I heard a lovely um I was on a a call last week with Joe Bailey and he said something that really, it really stayed with me. And I've kind of been mulling it over ever since because I still, you know, when you see something, but you're not really sure what you're seeing just yet, but it was, he spoke about looking back, you know, to our kind of past with humility because it raises our consciousness level. Yeah. Yeah, I, 
I had me and one of my friends, we talk all the time about um okay. We won't be talking about it here, but the illusion of free will. And he always tells me that like it was a day that I gotten really upset that my wife burned some pancakes. Because like, how do you burn pancakes? It's a few months ago. And I had recognized, and I was like, oh, in this moment, I'm, I'm doing this to her. How often do I do this? Like, how often do I get upset or frustrated? And then I talk to my wife in some kind of weird way about pancakes burning. Something that simple. And he was like, you saw that. He's, and I was like, yeah. He's like, well, if you don't judge what you saw, he talks about it in terms of a computer. The update on the computer happens faster. So the noticing is the program doing its thing. But me beating myself up about doing, like noticing what I noticed, it's counterproductive. Yeah. It's that, you know, when our enlightened self uh, thinks that it needs to go back and uh, look at all of the things that our less enlightened self did and condemn them for it. Um, and, and I guess that's what I heard, you know, in, in what, what Joe was saying was that Retrospect can be a wonderful thing when we do it from a place of humility as opposed to a place of judgment. I see that. I see that all over the place in my life. I feel like just beating yourself up about anything that you've already done just seems like a waste of time. And it always didn't look like that to me. I, I, I really did, like I said, I thought that me beating myself up was me giving myself the ability to move on from that, to, to better myself from that. If I, don't, if I don't punish myself for this, well then, Nobody's going to punish me. And the only way we get better is through punishment. I, I never looked at this like this specifically before, but like how crazy is that? That we think that we need to punish ourselves oftentimes in order to get better. Hmm. Do, you, do you, do you, like, have you seen that? Like, I know you, I know you kind of roll in some of the same circles I roll in. So like, I know now, like we're our enlightened selves. Like, oh no, I would never do something like that. But were you ever, did you ever experience that like, previously? Yes. And it's funny because I came off um, one of the coaching intensive weekends with Michael Neal, having throughout the weekend, you know, feeling that I wasn't fully present kind of over the weekend. And, but yet, you know, in all of the different sessions, sharing silly little things that didn't seem all that important, you know, when we were doing our peer-to-peer -peer coaching. So I was sharing a little bit about something about my kids and a little bit of something about something else. And 
in and of themselves, nothing really major. And then the Monday after the weekend, I had this huge insight around all of the judgment that I had for myself. Because every one of those little niggly things was not about the incident. It was about the judgment that I had around what was going on. Even the fact that I didn't think I was being present enough on the call, I had a whole layer of judgment around that. And on a call with my own coach a few days previous, he had said to me, Tracy, you have a lot of judgment. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I know I do. But I saw like this teeny tiny little bit of judgment. I didn't realize that I was in a whole forest of judgment. (laughs) Like I didn't see the wood for the trees. And it was, it was one of those insights that, you know, when it's sort of, sometimes you have little ones and you don't really, it's sort of like, oh, that was nice. This was one that kind of, I was nearly kind of physically uh, fizzing afterwards. And it stayed with me for days because I saw something so big in, I saw something so big in, I guess, the resistance that I was creating for myself, just in general, in life, in in so many areas, was coming from all of that judgment that I had for myself. And it was in seeing it, it just, it kind of evaporated. And um, yeah, I I felt so light afterwards. I felt like, somebody had lifted this huge big boulder and kind of said, you don't need to carry that anymore. Mm. It's not serving you and it never was. And it's just not part of your journey. And I still do it, but I see myself doing it so quickly now. Um, So yeah, self-judgment, it's a big one, isn't it? Self-judgment is huge. Something really cool that I noticed in what you just said was you started talking about how things really started feeling lighter. And in, in the spirit of your podcast and talking about wisdom, like that seems like the, the smallest yet biggest difference um, that I've noticed in my life is when things begin to feel heavy, they begin to feel like, oh, pressure, I need to add that. Like, that's when I know it's the opposite of what we're actually here doing. Like, for me, I've noticed, and I'm I'm pretty sure I told you this before, like, people really get it confused. They think I need to be lighthearted, right? So I need to go around, I need to be joking with my friends, I need to be having a good time, Uh, things happen, I need to laugh about them. And I always, I never could reconcile myself with that. I was like, this, that don't seem right. Um, and then one day through my, like Michael Neal, I'm in class with him and it just clicked in my mind one day. No, like it's about having a light heart, which is a small difference, but the difference is huge. It was, it was one of those situations for me where it went from me trying to laugh and joke with my wife, me trying to laugh and joke with my friends to realizing if my time with my wife isn't light, there's something going on there. 
that I can like take a look into. What is going on with you, Danny? And I don't look very far into it, but just that, just that small switch, just that's how small a switch you could have and still have a magnificent insight like you're talking about. I love that. That's, you know what, that's, that's huge. Because you can have a light heart and still feel sad or low mood or grief or, you know, whatever state you are in, you can be with it without having as much on it. Yeah, that, that's I'm going to sit with that now for for a while. That's really lovely. I love that. What when you were just saying that it really brought up a story that really just kind of for me is when I really saw this to be true. Um, I had just gotten out of advanced track, super coach academy, the advanced one. Um, and Texas had a blizzard. Like Texas never has blizzards. Like the power was off for four days in areas. We didn't have water. Me and my kids are boiling snow. Um, snow is actually not very clean. Um, <laughs> I thought it would be for some reason. Like I'm like, ooh, go, let's just go eat some snow. That stuff is so dirty. Anyway, anyway. Um, you built so up your immune to- systems, I would imagine. <laughs> yes, we should did. So I had a trip planned to Colorado that week. And I was in my head, like, should I go to Colorado? There's a blizzard. Like, what if things happen? Like, I'm just freaking out. And something just happens. And I'm like, I should just go. Like, I had already planned it. I'm just going to go. So drive up there to Colorado. Interestingly enough, like, the mountains are a little snow capped i've never really went hiking with like snow or whatever but i'm one of those people where i was like i don't know what hike i should go on so i'm just gonna ask the barista whenever i pull up to get my coffee i get to the barista stand at 6 a.m whenever they opened up and i asked the lady i'm like hey um what hike should i go on and she's like well my sister-in-law's favorite hike is this and i'm like oh god in my head i'm like I'm going to get your sister-in-law's favorite hike. That's going to be great. Uh, so I'm, I'm the type of guy I'm going to go anyway. I, I got my coffee. I drive up there and I'm like, this looks so familiar. Like I've been here before. Because I don't, I've never really like looked at the, the mountains before. Just kind of, oh, wow, this looks familiar. Well, I'm in the car trying to decide whether I should put a blizzard suit on or not, because I don't, I don't know how cold it's going to be up there. A girl hops out of the car next to me and all she has on is like some Under Armour shoes and she pulls her beanie out of her like pocket and she puts her beanie on. She's got short sleeves on and she just starts walking. And I'm like, I don't need this blizzard suit. This is not about, I'm just going to go. I started walking up this, the side of this mountain and no kidding, 
three turns in, she had unrolled her like um, her like her her mat, and she had pulled out her coffee, and she was drinking coffee overlooking the city. I was like, "That's beautiful." I could tell she's done this before. But then immediately, I got back into my head, like, if she's not going to the top, is it gonna be cold up there? <laughs> and so I'm in my head, and I'm doing this little walk, and it wise. And there's one hike I'm like, I know I've been that way before. Never been this way before. And so I was like, let's go the way I've never been before. Let's see what happens. And as I'm journeying up the side of this mountain, I'm noticing the trees from the forest. I'm noticing the snow that I just stepped on. For some reason, it occurs to me that snow doesn't care that it just fell from the sky, doesn't care that it's on the ground, doesn't care that I just stepped on it, doesn't care when the sun evaporates it. But like I'm in my head, I'm so worried about what's gonna happen next. Like, am I gonna be able to take the next step? I go up this the side of the mountain and there's these hard passes that like, you kinda gotta get your hand in the snow, you gotta pull yourself up, even get a little wet. And so like, we get to the top. And at the top, I hadn't been checking my phone. My my cousin died. Like, this is the cousin that told me when my dad died 17 years ago. So like, this was like, not only was it like, oh my God, somebody just died in my family. It was bringing up the feelings of my dad's death. And I'm at the top of this mountain and I'm like, how do I, how do I put these things together? I have just noticed all of this beauty and this cycle of life on the way up this mountain. And I'm looking at this view. This is so beautiful. And in my head, I'm like, how do I put this together? And, I, and it clicked. I don't know how, but it clicked. And it was like, death signifies life. Like these people are dying. These people have died. There's several people in my life have died that I thought had it all. But for some reason, it, like for me, it's like, oh, Danny, you could possibly die tomorrow. So you, you might want to do something, right? And so all that stuff kind of like comes together. And I start going down the mountain and I'm just like not even three minutes down the mountain. And this person's carrying an infant and I'm pretty athletic. How the heck did they get up here? And like, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's pretty crazy getting up here. And they're like, yeah, it's going to be a butt slide down. And I was like, huh, what if that's life? Like, what if life is like, sometimes you just have butt slide kind of days where you got to get down the mountain and the only way to do it is to slide with you on your butt. And I get down the mountain. I definitely had to butt slide right there, which I wouldn't even thought of. Those people wouldn't have told me. And what's interesting is I got home and my wife didn't go with me. And I get there and she's got this kind of like, I don't know, like this film of niceness, right? Like you got to go while I was here with these kids. Like it's how she was kind of coming off to me. And the normal thing for me to do was like, why are you getting on my case? Cause you didn't get to go. Like, we had planned this out. That's the first thing that came to my mind. And then the next thing that came to my mind almost as quickly was, this is going down the mountain. What's the point of learning everything on the way up? What's the point of reconciling everything in, at the top? 
and then you get back to life itself and you hadn't brought any of the things that you saw. And so like, from then on, life just looks like this, like this up and down, it's all like part of the sauce. And there really is something in that because when we can get out of our heads and be present in where we are, like we get in our heads with the unjustness of it all or the unfairness of it all or why did this happen to me or, you know, my life sucks or whatever your story is. And as long as you stay in that story, it's impossible to see what can be learned from the experience of, of your life or, or of the climb up the mountain and, and kind of staying with it. Yeah, that's, there really is something in that, that there's, you can see things in the moment but how easy it is to forget what you have seen when you get back into the old story again. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about that. And that's, that's what I, that little bit, the part where you're, where, where we come back and it's so easy to forget what we've seen. I'm starting to notice more and more as I notice, which is this really weird circle people talk about, um, that actually everything that was reconciled at the top of the mountain drops in whenever the heck it wants to. So like I actually don't have to remember. I don't have to, I like, I don't have to rack my brain oftentimes, which I've actually tried to do, to how come you can't be in that feeling when you're uh, at the mountain, what you do, what you do with the wife at the bottom, like how come you can't do those things right now? And I've noticed that actually takes me back into the wormhole. I don't know if you notice that. Yes. And it's, I guess, often even in my work, you know, when people are like, oh, yeah, but how, how do you get into the habit of stopping yourself from getting caught up in your thinking? And it's very hard to sort of say, oh, well, I do X, Y and Z because I don't. For me, it seems that when we start to wake up, and become more, when we become more aware of, I suppose, our surroundings and our thinking, like you say, it just, it drops in because I regularly catch myself in the middle of some thinking that I've been having, you know, and like 
you know, a couple of weeks ago, it was where I was having thinking that was really annoying me. And the feeling of annoyance stayed longer than the thinking. So in a quiet moment, when I was still, I noticed the annoyed feeling was still in my body, the physical, you know, I, I feel agitation in my body. It's kind of like, a, ugh, carry it. And because I noticed the feeling, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm annoyed at something, but I can't remember what it is. Let me go and see if I can find it. This was the process. So off I went going, was that, was that, looking for the annoying thinking that I'd been having. Found it and went, oh, yeah, that's right. And I was just about to go back into the annoying thinking when I, I saw what I was doing and I had one of those absolute dope moments. <laughs> and that's not something that I... Um, that I have any tool or exercise to, to do that. It just seems that because most of the time I'm kind of in a quiet in my head. So I hear those nudges a lot quicker. That, that's all it seems to me to be going on. But, you know, when I saw that, I just started laughing because I really saw the, the lunacy in how we, how we, hurt ourselves it's like poking yourself in the eye and then you stop and you're a while later going oh my eye is really sore why is my eye sore oh yeah it's poking myself in the eye and you go back doing it again like we cause ourselves so much pain by trying to remember old thinking but yeah I just I caught myself in the moment and it seems to me that I just catch myself in the moment more and more but I think it's because my head is quieter than it used to be so what's interesting is, is the way we, like the way I get to this space or whatever we want to call it, wisdom, the way you do it, the way somebody else does it, but that's not the actual way we communicate. Like if you read a book, that book is the best representation that author has of retelling what he he actually himself in that moment didn't know what was going on. So what's interesting is I've found that whenever we're communicating as coaches, like we're actually not trying to instruct that person on how we ourselves did it. I'm just trying to give you like a, the best model I could possibly give you so that you yourself can be like, oh, like this person did some zigging and some zagging. So that's normal. This person jumped a couple hoops and then went under a bridge. That's probably normal. So when you see those things in your own life as a client, as you know, like things look like that's the resilience we build as coaches. Okay, it's going back to the going back to the your coach might be trash thing. Like I said, we run in the same circle, so I know that you got that same um, coffee bean, as you will, like all coaches are making some sort of coffee. We just have really source, really well sourced beans, right? Um, and so it's interesting that the more we notice, which you said, right? Like I've just started noticing and it comes from me having a quiet mind. Like the noticing thing, like that's all, like, I feel like that's all we can like, that's where 
95% of the, the action happens. And it's allowing the noticing to happen. Like everything else is us actually. Yesterday, here goes a quote. Here goes one of the quotes that I pulled out of the air yesterday. Um, it was the only thing that keeps us from going faster is thinking that we're not going fast enough. And that seems to be true with what we're talking about, right? It's like, it doesn't matter what area of life, it could be children, business, um, relation. It doesn't matter. Like, I think I should be farther along than I am. Is slowing me down from seeing everything that I'm noticing. Yeah, I've definitely seen that. You know, you get so lost in the way that you think things should look that you're not seeing, you know, like I 2021, I came into this, the anti-goal year. I was not setting any goals. I wanted to be more fluid and free form and see what shows up when I don't have anything on it, when I don't have any shape given to what something is supposed to look like. And it's been crazy because things that I never would have thought of started to come into my periphery and kind of like, oh, yeah, that kind of sounds interesting. Okay, let's let's give that a go. And, and there was definitely an element of time had to be taken out of the equation um, expectations had to be taken away you know um, all that planning and and it just felt like the right thing for me to do at that moment in time that I needed to kind of hit reset strip it back and see what was actually kind of meant to come through versus what I thought was meant to happen and it was just, it was a very kind of refreshing approach to take. And it's been lovely to see. And, and there are things that are starting to unfold that I still don't know where they're going to go. But I kind of get this lovely, warm, fuzzy feeling around everything that's, that's starting to come in because it's all from that kind of soul-centered place. So it all has a feeling of love wrapped around it, which is, yeah, the, the, it's just very different, isn't it? It is different. So what has been, as you've kind of come into this understanding and kind of deepened your grounding in it, what's been the most fun element about it for you? Most fun element. I'm like, that's a, such a like layered question, you know? Um, yes, I like to be layered, you know? There's many elements to me. <laughs> like an onion. <laughs> I love it. Well, that's exactly what I think is the most fun thing about this. Now that you say that, it's like an onion. Um, and the fact that, you know, we're way out here on the outer edges of this onion, 
And it's like we learn about something. Um, for instance, I first come into Super Coach Academy. Um, my daughter goes to the hospital while I'm at Super Coach Academy. Um, and she's in Texas. I'm in California at the time. I want to be at home with her. I don't know. Like somebody tells me there's nothing you can do. You need to just like learn this. Take it in. Understand. You need to take this in, understand it, learn it, get it for yourself. Um, you know, because my daughter was in a different state. And interestingly, interesting what happened was. I learned in that moment that I could be present with anything. Well, like here it is a year and a half, almost two years later, and I'm still learning that same lesson. I'm still learning that I could be present, right? I'm still learning that it doesn't matter what the situation is. There's this like, like I would say my desire is to be like one day to re recollect my whole day, like to go over my whole day and the whole day I, just, I was present, 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 like no extra thought took me away from the day. So like, I feel like maybe that's close to the center of that onion, right? Like to have that like perfect day. But there's so many layers to that onion that like, I don't even know what a perfect day would look like just yet. You know, like my kids would probably be yelling at me. Uh, my wife would be upset about something. Um, I would have a bad coaching session. And I, at the end of the day, I'd be like, I was there for every bit of it. And I enjoyed the experience because I was there. Mm. And, you know, there's something like I've had a lot of conversations with people lately who are busy in the sense that they have a lot going on, you know, there's there are a lot of different elements of their life demanding of their attention you know so it's not like you can just park everything there are things that need focus and time and I guess the approach that I kind of take to my day is one where yeah there's always things there's always kind of stuff on the list there are always things you know things de demanding of my attention but the place that we show up from in giving our attention to things can have a big impact you know so I can have 10 things to do and feel overwhelmed or I can have 10 things to do but all I can do is one right now and just be really present with while I'm doing that instead of doing this but having all the thinking around but I still have to do this and I still have to do that and I still have to do that and because I'm having those conversations with people I suppose I am thinking you know how do you do that because I don't know how I did that because I used to feel overwhelmed. So, you know, it's again, it's that trying to reverse engineer. How did I do that? How did I get to a point where I can be present with whatever I'm doing in the moment and not getting caught up in my thinking about what's coming next or what still has to be done? Um, and I don't know how I did it. 
Well, what's interesting is this is why we have coaches, especially in the understanding that we're in, is because we're building resilience. What you're talking about is building resilience as a human being. And we're in, that's what we do. That's what we, that's how we, that's how we got where we are as humans. We were able to step into a situation, not know what was going on, not know what we necessarily did, but we were so present that we were there and aware and things just turn out. And so I love what you're saying about the list, right? Like I could have 10 things on my list and I could be, and I can learn to manage, right? I can learn to manage what's on the list. And I'm stressed to the gills and that's supposed to be normal because that's what people do. But what, what we talk about as coaches, what we talk about um, is just looking at the next thing on the list and being like, well, like, do you want me to do more than one thing on the list, which may be across the globe, right? Like, how am I supposed to do more than one thing at a time? Really, I can't, but we think, we think because we saw somebody else do it, that's what we're supposed to do. And it's just really like that sparked in me what we were talking about just a moment ago. And it was, it's interesting from the standpoint of everything that you said, people can take as a prescription. Like this is what you do to get to this place. And then they'll be confused when they don't get to that place. It's not a prescription. Like we are just describing to like I said, the best of our ability, what it is we've seen, how we got there. And like, I'm clearly missing some steps on it, right? Like, like I can't, like if I told somebody how I got to become successful, right? Like, do I throw in the day, the night that my daughter woke up at three o'clock in the morning coughing and I will, and I had to go take a cough medicine and then I laid in the room with her for hours like you can't manufacture that kind of stuff. So everything that we do as coaches is just this best. Um, I don't want to say this best guess because that's not true. It's like there is a design behind like reality. Like there, like trees grow, plants grow, sun goes up and down. Like we generally don't move mountains. So like there is like this flow this design and i just feel like it was the more we point people back to that flow that design the more they start to see their own wisdom and that sounds like what you said about your stories like no we can't like necessarily go back reverse engineer but you just sharing the fact that it was possible oh like that gives hope to someone else they're like Oh, like I've been through this, 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 this. I might be able to just see something new. I might just be able to see something fresh. Like that's, that's a real possibility for people. And I think that we as humans undervalue that, that part right there. Yeah. I've just had this image in my head of when we are, when we're kind of in that natural grounded state and that place of stillness, it's like we're all floating on these little streams in a canoe. But for some reason, we seem to get the idea that 
oh, that person over there seems to be flowing quite well in their stream. I think I'm just going to lift my canoe out of my stream and haul it over all these rocks and through the woods and I'll just put it in somebody else's stream. And, you know, it turns out when you're in somebody else's stream, it's like you're whitewater rafting. You're like, but why is the other person just cruising down the canoe? I'm whitewater rafting. And... And, and I guess that's kind of what it is, is that when we find our own natural flow of how to how to be productive or how to just show up, you'll be in your own stream, in your own canoe and going at your pace at what works best for you. You know, I just got off a call with somebody. We were just having a chat and she was talking about, you know, her time management. And she said, yeah, I seem to be doing a lot of work on Saturdays because I'm not doing much in the week. And I just like, who cares? Like, if it's okay for you to work on a Saturday, because you prefer to be, who cares? You know, we make all these rules around, oh, you you should only work on these set days. And you should, like, we make so many rules that all we're doing is building dams in our stream. And, oh, no, speed bump. Oh, speed bump, or as I don't know if you do, uh, if you're into rallying, but they call it chicanes, you know, where they have to slow down the car chicane. And uh, that's all we're doing, you know. But if you don't make all those rules for yourself, well, you're probably going to flow a lot easier in your canoe downstream. That's speaking of rally car, that's the Visoku. <laughs> <laughs> I uh slightly off topic, but only place I see that is it's called the Red Bull Channel. Like it's like Red Bull, the energy drink has a channel where they do like high like action sports. And Rally Car is a really great example of what we're talking about. Um, from the standpoint of these guys are making these micro adjustments, these micro timings based on what was previously there so the first person goes out on the track it may be exactly how they imagined it in their dreams because that's the way they built the course but by the time that 30th person goes doesn't matter who it is that course is different like each divot and turn and twist is different and i've seen some people go off cliffs but some of the most amazing things are when their tire is just on the edge and they're just barely hanging on. But the entire time they are in the moment. Like that's what they talk about in the like commentate, like being in the moment, being present with what's there versus, okay, well, I got this next turn coming up. I got this next thing coming up. No, like we can't be at the next turn. We got to be at this turn mm -hmm. or else we're going to be in the bush. And so I love how you talk about this. We don't have that in the States like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, my brother uh, restores old Audi Quattro's. So I kind of do the rallying thing a bit. Uh, yeah, I've been hanging, hanging around rallies for a while. So, um, yeah. And I guess that's it. You know, it's, it's, it's back to that old, that working from wisdom, but not my wisdom and not Danny's wisdom. 
our wisdom, you know, whatever is showing up for you and and tuning into it and learning to trust in it and and seeing the rhythm that it has, because certainly it seems to me that we all have our own rhythm in terms of wisdom. It shows up very differently for everybody. And it often goes against a lot of what we are taught. So there's, it's like you're turning down the dial on the conditioning and kind of turning up the dial on the wisdom and just starting to lean into it more and just be in your canoe and float down the river. Be in your canoe and flow down the river. Just notice that too, like that, like as you were, as you were talking about that canoe, I thought to myself, man, how many times have I done that? Have I put my raft, my, my canoe in a different person's lane, but then not noticed that that was what was going on? Like, I, I think about it like it's traffic, right? It's, I used to be living in a big city and I used to be, I used to have a motorcycle. And when I had the motorcycle, it was like I could go in and out of traffic in between cars and stuff like that. Well, in my car, I can't do that same thing. I can't, I mean, there's cars that do it. Um, but when I seem to try, I always seem to end up further back in the line than what if I would just stayed in the same line. Yeah. And that's just kind of what I'm hearing with what you're saying. So that's really cool. That was Danny, thank you so much for joining me and uh, meandering with me down the river. I've really loved chatting to you. Thank you so much for having me, Tracy. Thank you so much. It's been a great time. I've enjoyed the conversation. I've enjoyed your analogies. I've enjoyed just how, how beautiful this space is. Mm-hmm.